Thank you for this morning, Lord. We ask that you enlighten us. You open the eyes of our understanding. Teach us your ways that we may walk in it, Father. Thank you, Lord, and we give you glory. That it will live to please you. It's our daily bread. That we will live to please you. It's our daily bread. To live to do your will. It's our daily bread. 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 <laughs> Our daily bread. To please you, O King and Savior. Our daily bread. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Are you ready for the word? I'm excited. Thank you, Jesus. All right. We want to continue with our teaching on the responsibility of forgiveness. I think we should have about five more teachings to be done after today. I'm hoping. So, we got to understand that for about 20 teachings, we established the doctrinal aspect of forgiveness. Many of you enjoyed it so beautifully. In my heart, I was saying, God, they don't know what is coming. Praise God. And we are using another 20 teachings to establish the, the practical aspect of forgiveness. Because I tell people every time that when you read the New Testament and you are sincere and listen carefully and you are sincere you will come to the conclusion that there is doctrine and instructions. Doctrine outlines who the believer is who Christ is in the believer, what Christ did, and his identity in that reality. The doctrinal aspect of salvation establishes the believer. It grounds the believer and roots him in Christ. But also in the Bible, we find a practical Christian life. There is something like flee. There is something like abstain. There is something like avoid. There is something like I warn you. There is something like the fear of God. There is something like godly sorrow. There is something like consecration. Praise God. They are all there right in the New Testament. So to be fair, sincere, healthy, and sound, the believer must be established in both so that he knows who he is in Christ. And what he's supposed to do 
in that light. So that the believer doesn't just only know that he's the righteousness of God, but that 2 Timothy 2.23, he must pursue righteousness. So that he's not only aware that he has been perfected, that also he becomes perfect. I taught you last week that in Hebrews chapter 10, the verse 14, the Bible says, For by one offering he has perfected them that are sanctified. In fact, he used the word forever. But you see, you can't bounce on this reality and look down upon a man who says he's been perfected. Because I told you, when a man says, I am like Christ, he's correct. When a man also says, I am becoming like Christ, or I become like Christ, he's also correct. Those days, we were on one extreme saying, we are already like Christ, and that is the finality. And that is where we missed it. Because inside perfection is perfection. Though the believer is perfected in his spirit, his conduct is not perfected. His thinking pathing is not perfected. So it's through the capacity of the word of God and the spirit of God that brings him into perfection. So the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 11, that he gives some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some teachers, some pastors, some evangelists for the perfecting of the saints. I thought the Bible says we are perfect. Yet he gives some to be apostles and all the ministry gifts for the perfecting of the saints. Till He says for the work of ministry, Till we all, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So we have not been perfected yet in knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stage of the fullness of Christ. So in our conduct and walk, we are not yet perfected. So ministry gifts were given. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. The word doctrine is didascalia, which means teaching. For reproof, that means conviction. He says for correction. It's the word from which you have the root word paideia, which means training. It means reformation. So the word of God must reform your life. It must reform your character. So it says for correction. So we allow God's word to correct us into perfection. He says for instruction in righteousness. In other words, there are instructions in righteousness. Then he says that the man of God may be perfect. I thought the Bible says we are perfect. But he says that the man of God may be perfect perfect thoroughly finished that means though we are perfected in our spirit we are not yet thoroughly finished in our christian journey unto all good works colossians 1 28 now watch this thank you holy spirit he says whom we preach that is christ warning every man watch that teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man what Perfect in Christ Jesus. That means though perfected, we are still being perfected. I've explained why that reality is so. It is so because you need to understand that man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in the body. When God said to Adam, the day you eat of this food, you shall surely die. He surely died after he ate. But that death was not physical. 
He died spiritual. That means his fall began spiritually when he separated from God, which we call spiritual death. Then his mind was darkened and corrupted over time. Then his body became mortal. So in the salvation process or in the salvific process, the same was initiated. We are not saved all at once. Yet our spirit was saved the very day we believed and received the life of Christ in our spirit. So the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He says, all things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That reality is in the spirit. Jesus says, you must be born again. Being born again is a reality of your spirit. The Bible says, for spirit gives birth to spirit and flesh to flesh. So it's your spirit that gets born again. But your mind is not yet saved in a sense that your mind still carries the fall. All the old thoughts, the bad thoughts, the wrong things you believed about yourself are still hidden in your mind. So no wonder though you are saved, the Bible says in Romans 12 too, it says be not conformed to the patterns of this world. That means a man can comply to the world standards through his thinking. The world systems has a way of governing, ruling, and dominating the mind of a man to conform to the patterns of the world. So he says, be not conformed to the patterns of the world, but be it transformed, metamorphosed. That means a changing quality. By the renewing of your mind, the word renewal is anachinosis, which means to reverse back to the original. It means a renovation. So your mind was demolished by wrong mindsets. Now you must renovate it with the right mindset which comes through the potency of the word of God. Someone is getting that. Then your body will be saved. So the Bible says, and receive with meekness the engrafted. That means an implanted word which is able to save your souls. So that perfection we have in Christ is in our spirit. But the continuous work of perfection is something going on in our soul. Which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. God wants to bring us to a place where Christ increases and we decrease. He wants to bring us to a place where our mindsets, how we feel, how we think, and how we decide aligns to God's word. Praise God. So I explained to you that a believer can know who he is in Christ and still live like an unbeliever. A believer can know he's forgiving and still live a wayward life. Why? Because we said the flesh means two things. The flesh means the old man and self. When Paul says in Galatians 2.20 that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But Christ lives in me. Therefore, the land that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. So being crucified with Christ meant that the old man was terminated. It is also called the flesh. But you see, there is an aspect of your flesh that was not dealt with. Which was handed over to you for you to deal with it. It is called self. The reason why God cannot deal with self is because it is yourself. So deal with it yourself. 
Are you seeing that? God. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is good. Can you increase the volume for me? The volume, not the, the system, but the. So, the Bible speaks of the works of the flesh in Galatians 5.19. Which is a, 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 a scripture or verse that many people don't want to preach about. But I love to preach about it. Because it's in the Bible. Especially in the New Testament. The Bible says, for the time will come, 2 Timothy chapter 4, the verse 3, when they will no longer endure sound doctrine. That means sound doctrine is not meant to be enjoyed. It is meant to be endured. There are some hard truths sometimes you hear. It makes you feel uncomfortable when we are addressing some issues in your life. What must you do? You endure it. It's, it's hard. When pastor is saying some things that I'm doing, it's hard. But you endure so that you can be sound. The word sound means healthy. Sound doctrine is healthy doctrine. And sound doctrine will always produce sound believers. So any doctrine you hear that makes you proud is not sound. Any doctrine you hear that makes you feel nobody means anything is not sound. A doctrine that makes you intolerant with others is not sound. A doctrine that, that makes you uh, uh, prayerless is not sound. A doctrine that makes you lukewarm in your Christian walk. Where you no longer study the word. You are no longer zealous for the things of the spirit. It's not sound. It's apt to make you something you are not. I'm teaching good here. A lot of times many people think when we talk about, about grace. We should never say anything about sin. You know some years ago we thought when you mentioned sin it is sin. So we try to polish anything about sin because we're international grace preachers. So we say in the New Testament, it's not like there is sin, but there is wrongdoing. Hey, sin. Because now we have a better way of preaching sin. Where we don't threaten people that they are going to hell because we know a believer is already sealed, seated in the heavenly realms. He's not trying to make, up, make it to heaven because he's already made up of heaven. So when we are teaching you, we are not teaching you so that you will try to make it. You have made it. We are teaching you so that you will be aligned to God's will and purposes for your life here on earth for rewards in heaven. Yeah. Because a man will not make much impact when his life is not aligned. No matter who he is in Christ. When your life is not aligned to the word, to the counsels of the spirit, your life will not bring glory to Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 16, he says, let your light shine so before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify God. In other words, your deeds can bring glory to God or shame to God. We put that on Facebook the other time and someone says, no, the new creation cannot bring shame to God. I said, go and read your Bible again. If they are faithful servants, they are unfaithful servants. Thou good and faithful servant. So there are unfaithful believers who will be in heaven yet appear as defeated believers who gave in to their flesh and did their own will whilst they were on earth. So we look at Galatians 5.19. We said these are not things you do and go to hell. There are things you do and slow your Christian progress. There are things you do and you make other people doubt if you're a Christian. 
There are things you do and, and make people who could have believed Jesus say, I won't believe in your Jesus again. They are called the works of the flesh. In other words, they are manifestations or characters that happen to you when you yield to the flesh. So we have looked at fornication, we've looked at adultery, we've looked at all of them. I'm trying to finish them today. So we, are, we have final three, which quickly we want to deal with it. It's the, the, the next one is drunkenness. No, let me, let me deal with this. Murder. So Galatians 5, yeah. Murder. I'm sure some of you are shocked. Murder. Pastor, you shouldn't be teaching about murder because there are no murderers here. Wait and let me finish now. And let's see whether you're a murderer or not. What is murder? Murder in the Greek is phonos, which is P-H-O-N-O-S. Phonos. Murder. Mm. And the word phonos, it means to slaughter. Number two, it means to slain. Number three, it means to take another person's life unjustfully. To mar the happiness of another. To mar the happiness of another. In other words, to destroy the happiness of another. And guess the last meaning for murder. Hatred. That's funos. That's murder. So murder is a work of the flesh. Of course, there are armed robbers that deliberately kill people. They are Fulanis in Nigeria. Boko Haram, who deliberately kill people, is a work of the flesh. They give in to the wickedness of the flesh. The wickedness of the Adamic nature that came through the fall. Yeah, there are people who give in to that. But you see, I don't want to go there because most of us are not that wicked. But there's something sensitive about murder you need to know. 1 John chapter 3, the verse 15. I saw that and said, oh my goodness. Watch that. Whosoever hated his brother is a... You see why I said wait? There is a new technology for murder. You don't have to hold a knife. And I can assure you there are so many believers who have the blood of others on their hearts. They are carrying spiritual knives. And it's scary. How many believers have given in to hatred and offense and unforgiveness? And that resentment has caused them to murder those they hate already before they did it. You need to understand that whatever happens in the flesh has already happened in the spirit. No wonder Adam died spiritually before he died physically. In other words, you can kill a man before you kill him. And this is more serious. He says, whosoever hated his brother, this brother there is a Christian brother. is a murderer. What is hatred? We have dealt with that, so go find the teaching. An extreme dislike 
to another because of what the person did to you. And you are resented by the person anytime you see the person. And your heart begins to jump in anger and you wish something happened to that person. Whatever you wished has already killed him. And if there's anything to fight, it's hatred. Because hatred has many brothers and sisters. Revenge is one of them. Destruction is one of them. Evil force is one of them. Wherever hatred and extreme dislike is, all manner of evil finds pleasure there. Say to your neighbor, never be a murderer. Matthew chapter 5, the verse 21, in amplified version. Matthew 5, 21. Now watch that. He says, uh, You have heard that it was said to the men of old, You shall not kill. And whoever kills shall be liable and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the court. This is the Sahindrin. Next verse. But I say unto you, this is Jesus speaking, that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother and harbors what? Malice and enmity of heart against him shall be liable and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the court. And whosoever speaks contemptuously and insultingly to his brother shall be liable to and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the Sahindrin. And whoever says, cursed fool, you empty-headed idiot, shall be liable and, to, uh, and, uh, liable to and unable to escape the hell. You empty-headed fool. Uh, some of you, you know, you easily insult people publicly and in your heart. Idiot. You find it easy to say idiot. Fool. You have already killed. Question. How many funeral services have you done of people in your heart? You said Coke Sprite. Whiskey already in your mind. Funeral already organized. Burial service, done. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. Please never find yourself in that position. I know people hurt. And as long as you are with people, people will hurt you. But remember, you also hurt people. Never forget that. People hurt you and you hurt people. So learn to easily forgive people. Because you know something? When you don't forgive people, it is not people that suffer. You suffer. I saw a post on Facebook. He said, that boy wasted your life for 10 years and you are bitter. If you keep being bitter, he will take another 10 years of your life. I was like, shy. He will take another 10 years of your life. Murder. Next. 
drunkenness. So there are believers who know they are forgiven in Christ, know who they are in Christ, know their position in Christ, know. Yet, they are walking murderers. Let love lead. Tell someone, let love lead. Love leads. Love leads. Love leads. In First Corinthians 13, the verse 1. He says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. He says, I am become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. That means a believer who, who, who speaks very good in tongues and under the tongues of angels. I don't know why it separated it. And has not love. He says he's a noise maker. You can imagine the number of noise makers we have in heaven. They mention your name in heaven. He says, that's a noise maker. He says you are a tinkling cymbal and sounding brass. You are a full brass band in heaven. Hey, that's what your prayer is doing. And many of you don't know heaven is a real estate. And there, there's, there, there, there is not supposed to be disturbance, but you. You. It's a residential area. But it says you're making noise. Give them free star. Quickly. You see how uncomfortable you are. Some of your lives are making heaven uncomfortable. Ay, sister, ay, brother, ay. Uncomfortable. Look at the next verse. And though I have the gift of prophecy, Sister, I see your date of birth. I see into details. And all and, and understand all mysteries. You decode the Adamic nature of the fusion of the fiction of the AI. I don't know. Understand all mysteries. He says, and all knowledge. Isn't this scary? That you can be deep in the world, yet shallow in love. You can explain and decode all scriptures. He, he says, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, look, uh, so that I could remove mountains. And have not love, I am nothing. Hey, if God measures this with your life, ask yourself who you are in heaven. Nothing you get. Next verse, watch that. He says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, that means you can do good from selfishness. Because I thought giving your goods to feed the poor is good. He says, and though I give my body <laughs> to be burned, that means you sacrifice your life. And have not love, it profited me nothing. Isn't this scary? Watch the next verse. He says, love suffered long. That means love is patient with people. 
He says, and it's kind. This is the description of love. So, you must find yourself in this to know you are walking in love. That means you, you be patient with others. See, love is not confession. Love envieth not. So, to envy is walking outside of love. Look, he says, love vaunted not itself. In other words, love is not full of himself or herself. Love is not proud and haughty. When you find a man that walks in love, watch him. Watch him. He's not full of himself. Because you can't walk in love and be proud. Not possible. Watch. He says, love is not puffed up. Watch the next verse. He says, love behaveth itself. Doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. And thinketh no evil. Watch it. He says, rejoiceth not in iniquity. In other words, true love is not happy sinning. So if you are happily sinning, there is a problem. Or you have no remorse sinning. Or you find nothing wrong or feel comfortable sinning. He says there is something wrong. You have a love problem. But rejoice it in the truth. Look at the next verse. He says, bear it all things. That means it is tolerant. It can take anything. Believe it all things. Hope it in all things. Endure it all things. Look at the next verse. He says, charity never faileth. Now, some time ago, when I was teaching, I said, wherever there is love, nothing fails. Something can fail. The word fail does not mean failure. The word does not fail or never fail means it continues forever or it abides. Are you seeing that? So, he's saying love abides. In other words, he's telling them that love continues. So, whatever situation or challenge, love must continue. It never fails. That means it never ends. Another version used, it never ends. So it's not failure. It's about continuation, continuity. Not failure. So at times I say, wherever there is love, there is victory. Hey, victory is not always in love. Jesus loved us, yet his victory was death. His victory was immense spitting on him. From sensory perceptions, he failed. If we are going to measure it by failure like that. So he says, love continues. It abides. That means every believer must abide and continue in love. I'm teaching good here. Alright? Ah, look. It says, but love will. You see another version. NLT. Love will. So are you seeing it's not failure? It's what? Lasting. Oh, thank you, Lord. So we are on drunkenness. Now, what is drunkenness? Let me do let me do this quickly. What is drunkenness? Drunkenness is from the Greek word methe, which is M-E-T-H-E. Methe. Please, this will help us. Make sure you write something down. The word methe means an intoxication. It means intoxication. It means under continuous influence of strong drink. Under continuous 
influence of strong drink. That's drunkenness. You know, there are some who find joy in just smelling alcohol in any environment. Oh, it's true. He says, under continuous influence of strong drink, I will shock you today. Ephesians 5, the verse 18. So, drunkenness is a work of the flesh. If you find yourself being given often to alcohol, it's a work of the flesh. It's not just a character. It's a work of the flesh. You have submitted your senses and your desire to a pleasure that you have created to satisfy you, which is called alcohol. Now watch this. He says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. Let me read this in TLB, which is the living Bible. Now TLB says this. It says, don't drink too much wine, for many evils lie along that path. Many evils lie along that path. So says, man of God, mine is one percent. Mine is just three percent. It doesn't really daze me. I'm always in control. Sir, one percent will grow to become two percent. And 2% will grow to become 5%. 5% will grow to become what? 10%. 10% will grow to become 50%. And soon, your children will enter that institution. I'm telling you. Drunkiness. Someone says, man of God, maybe someone watching me online, not here. I don't believe anybody is here. Uh, I'm Salo Sherry. He says, Man of God, I can't stop. If you get diabetes, you'll stop. <laughs> yeah. I have an uncle. He, he, he never stopped. The same way you are saying right now. He had diabetes, he was about to cut his leg the anointing to stop came upon his life. We all don't know the mystery behind him stopping, but he found a way to stop. So you can stop. Are you seeing that? See, see, don't wait for harm before you say, oh, I have seen it. Anybody that gave himself to wine never ended well. Never. Nobody. Even Solomon, he ended up saying everything is vanity. I've never seen anybody giving himself to wine and ended well. Man of God, I've seen some rich people who drink, but they are still rich. You think I'm talking about money here? What is glory in having all the, the money of this world? And you are 65 years, and your children always come to see you drunk in your bedroom. Is that success? So why don't you kill what you know will harm you? I tell people, the other time I was teaching on last and masturbation, I said there is a rule in the spirit. Whatever you feed grows. Whatever you stab dies. So someone says, I can't stop pornography. Whatever you feed grows. Whatever you starve 
dies. I can't stop drinking alcohol. Whatever you feed grows. Whatever you starve dies. And guess what? We don't do some of, we don't come out of addictions like that in our power. Yet it requires our power. We trust in God's power. Yet we decide not to, to do it. And guess what? See, the reason why the Christian has no excuse to live in sin, it is too terrible. Because someone like Joseph did not commit adultery. Not because he had the word. There was no scripture or verse to quote. The only thing that made Joseph not do it was said, how can I do this to God, the fear of God? That was the only revelation Joseph had. And he stood on that revelation and says, I won't do this to God. Guess what? God was not around, but he feared God. These are spiritually dead people. Joseph was not born again. Yet by the potency of the fear of God, only that revelation made him not sin. You, you have new creation spirit inside. Holy Ghost, day inside. The word of God, day inside. Your conscience, day inside. Ministry gifts, pastors, give it to you, then they inside. Believing brothers who are with you, then they inside. You say, no, there's something wrong with you. You see, so the Christian has no excuse. Because these Old Testament saints did not have anything that we have. Yet, the lives we see them live is nowhere to be compared to that of the believer. Isn't that shocking to you? That you have the spirit, you have a new creation nature in you, you have the gospel, the word of God. They didn't have a book. When Joseph lived, Moses hadn't written Genesis to Deuteronomy. So, he did not even have five books to live right. And a believer has everything. God has given you gifts of other believers around you to become a check on you. He has even given you the word to become a check. He has given you his spirit. He has given you conscience. What do you want? That's why there's no excuse. The believer has no excuse to say, I'm in masturbation. I can't stop. You have no excuse. It's a complaint that has no root in the Bible. I can't stop. No. There's no language like that in heaven. Because when you say that, you are saying that God, I don't appreciate everything you are giving to me to become an empowerment to walk above sin. You are lucky. Joseph did not see flee, but God gave you legs. He said, flee. He has shown you the way. Joseph didn't know. So he said, flee. He didn't say speak in tongues. Because tongues can't save you. Sometimes when I'm talking like that, some people think, this pastor is strong. I'm not strong. I'm afraid more than you. I've told all the pastors, here, me, me, your head pastor, I don't trust myself. Don't trust yourself. Don't. Pastor, I'm in control. You won't be in control soon. <laughs> Pastor, I can handle it. When you find people talking like that, you will, see their, you will see their end. I can handle it. You must set disciplines around you. I've told you, I don't reply text message after 9.30. If I send you a text message, I apologize. I sent a message to um, uh, Mrs. Biney around 10 something. I called the husband and apologized the next morning. That was urgent, so I had to send it. It's a discipline. 
when I go for a program and I go to the hotel and a woman comes to serve me food or comes to sweet, I open the door and stand outside. When you finish, go. I close the door and I'm free. Because, because, eh, 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 thousand years ago, there was no Photoshop. I'll be standing at the door, but I'll find myself inside. In a picture with a naked lady. Through the power of Photoshop. And you see, people are looking for things to say about pastors already, and you fell into it. Madam, why? Why? Any lady that gets more closer to me, I introduce her to my wife spiritually, physically, emotionally. Baby, yeah. Her name is, her address is, this is her phone number. She sends a message, hello pastor, hello dear. She says, dear, watch it. I save myself because I can't save myself. I can't trust myself. I told you, when you are in the midst of such a demonic atmosphere. There are two brains. One is here, one is here. When the one here is working, the one here doesn't work. When the one here is working, the one here doesn't work. You forget all the scriptures about fornication. I'm serious. You forget all the scriptures. You don't know how they are erased. But there is divine formatting. After you are done, you say, God, where did you go? Where did he go? You should have run. It's a serious matter. This has destroyed ministers of God who had great destinies in ministry. Last and immorality has destroyed many. Many. I'm telling you. Last has killed many ministries. Killed many destinies. Last and immorality. And yet we have all the solution in God's word. We have it. Romans 13, 13. Now watch. He says, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness. So drunkenness is a walk. You can walk in it. It's a walk. In other words, you can choose to walk in it or choose not to walk in it. It's a walk. When you are walking, you choose the direction you want to go. It's a walk. Tell someone it's a walk. Proverbs 20, the verse 1. He says, wine is a mocha. When you are drinking alcohol excessively and destroy, he says, you are being mocked by that alcohol. It's a mockery. He says, wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. So when you have started testing small, small, you think you are safe. Keep testing. Keep testing. I'm teaching good here. You know, when you are teaching and everywhere is silent, it's an indication that something is happening. So silence gives you the clue that you are teaching good. First Timothy 3.3 3. 
This is the qualification of a minister of God. Pastor. Come to the verse 1. He says, this is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, that means he desires to do the work of, of a minister. He says he has desired a good work. Surprisingly, the qualifications for ministry is not gift. See, read through Genesis to Revelation. The qualification, what qualifies you to become a minister is not gift. Now, as I come a lot of times, we have pastors who bring gifted people into ministry and they, and they, and they have issues. Wow, the guy can pray and move mountains. Wow, the guy can prophesy. Wow, the guy can sing and play the keyboard at the same time. Let me ordain this guy. Gift has never been the qualification for ministry. You can go and check the book of Acts. It says, look for men of honest report. Look, he says, the next verse. Look at the qualification of a minister. He says, the bishop or a minister, then must be blameless. He says, the husband of one wife, I don't know why he put that there, because there's a tendency for a minister to have side chickens. Oh yeah. See, many don't know that being a minister of God has the greatest temptations. You know why? Because you travel. When I say you travel, I mean you travel. You see things. Pastor, please pray for me. Where should I pray for? My inner thigh. Your inner thigh. What, what is in your inner thigh? You, you'll be shocked the kind of things people do when you travel. So he says he must be a bishop of one wife. A husband of one wife. Why did he put that there? Look, he says vigilant, sober, of good behavior. Behavior. Look, he says, giving to hospitality. You cannot be a wicked pastor. How? He says, apt to teach. You cannot be a pastor and say, I was called to pray. Nobody was called to pray. Everybody was called to pray. You must be apt to teach. Every prophet, every preacher, every, everybody must be a teacher. If you are called into ministry, you must be a teacher. The reason why you are complaining is because you are not studying. It's not my calling. Next verse. Not giving to wine. Look, not giving to wine. So you can give yourself to wine. Hey. What I was going to say, I don't say. I don't say that one. Daniel 1 8. <laughs> But Daniel purposed in his heart, look, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine with which he drank. That means wine can defile a believer. Wine defiles you. How does wine defile you? I'll tell you. Do you know that when you see a believer who is walking by the spirit, walking by the word, walking in love, do you know you can see it? Do you know? You can see it. You can see a man who walks in humility. You can see it. It's a spiritual thing, yet you can see it. In the same way, you can see a man who has been given to wine for long. Right? You can. 
That's the defilement. Nobody who is drunk with wine behaves well. Some say, oh, mine is, I have to take it before I'm able to eat well. What is Apitamin doing? No, it's serious. Take Apitamin. And eat well. Praise God. I'm teaching good here. You know, it seems like it's not working, but I know it's working. We are done with that one. So you can relax your nerves now. <laughs> Let's enter the next realm. That's the last one. Then we are done with the works of the flesh. Revelings. Galatians 5.20. Revelings. Now. Look, come to the 19. I think it's there. Revelings. Sometimes, you see, it's good to have different Bible versions. It helps you in Bible study. Have simpler versions, though you must have your King James. So when you read Revelings and you don't understand Revelings, you can check another translation or check it in the dictionary. That's how you do Bible studies. Bible studies don't just reading, reading, reading. If you don't understand something, check it out. Praise God. So that's it. Revelings. Now what is Revelings? Now the word Revelling is from the Greek word komos. K-O-M-O-S. Komos. Wait for it, it's coming. Revelings is called a party spirit. Party after party. Spirit. Party spirit. <laughs> That's it. It's a party spirit. Party. Party. <laughs> it's a party spirit. It's called revelings. Now, one is revelings. Number one is a party spirit. Number two, it is partying. That is P-A-R-T-Y-I-N-G. Partying, involving drinking and feasting till late night. I'm not giving you my definition so that you accuse me. As for this teaching, I'm so glad that I decided not to check statuses of church members. If not, some will say, pastor is preaching. He's preaching somewhere. So I thank God. I've not seen anybody's status, so I'm justified. I can, I can flow. It's good. So if I don't check your status, it doesn't mean I don't love you. I'm protecting my ministry. So you can receive me with a clear conscience. Partying involving drinking and feasting till late night. See, I never said party is wrong or bad or evil. Never. So if you if just thought that, delete that. I said it's a party what? Spirit. That means it has been given to itself over time. It rejoices in it. Are you getting it? Good. Because I also organize parties. Are you seeing that? But I'm coming to give you the content of the party. Now, let's continue with the definition. It means boisterous feastings. Boisterous feastings with obscene music. Boisterous feastings with obscene music and other sinful activities, pleasures, carousings, and sinful dancing. <laughs> what is sinful da uh, dancing? 
like whining on a man at a party. <laughs> Can we push it? Laro se fria na nakushe. All right. Boisterous feastings with obscene music and other sinful activities, pleasures, carousing, and sinful what? Dancing. Now, I'm reading Galatians chapter 5 in the Living Bible. Uh, sorry, uh, Ephesians 5, the verse 18 to 21 in the Living Bible. You don't have it. I don't think you have that version. Good. So, please be still and listen. Don't drink too much wine, for many evils lie along that path. Be filled instead with the Holy Spirit and controlled by Him. Please, listen. Don't be distracted. Talk with each other much about the Lord. Oh, come to, is that where we are? This one says, speaking to, oh, 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns. Now, this one is saying, talk with each other much about the Lord. What discussions do you have when you are around Christian brothers and sisters? He says, talk much about. One time, um, uh, we, we were having some all night with the uh, uh, pastors and ministers. And when they finished praying, they were outside talking about Champions League. And I came and said, huh? You just finished praying, you are talking about cha- Champions League. Change topic! It's also full. I saw a bad day. Did I say don't talk about Champions League? No. Be spiritual. But I'm saying be spiritual. Talk much about the Lord. Ministers cannot meet and be talking about Champions League when souls are dying. When they don't invite anybody to church, when they don't win any soul, when they are not studying the Bible, when they are not challenging each other to pursue the Lord, you can't talk about Champions League. How many chapters did you break as a record this week? He said, ah, I read 50 chapters. Wow, Charlie, I only read 20. Charlie, I have, I have to go and make up. That's spiritual talk. How many hours did you pray? Charlie, by the grace of God, I did 25 hours. Say, hey, by the grace of God, I did 18. I must catch up. That's spiritual talk. Someone says, man of God, you, uh, let me read this. I did 20 minutes. Wow, I did 15. Let me go and top up. I'm saying it so that people who don't like praying can feel pitiful. <laughs> because when I said 10 hours, somebody said, oh. <laughs> Praise God. I'm teaching good you. He says, talk with each other much about the Lord. And what do you do in your devotion? Some of you, when we close church right now, is when we close church, you're going to talk about new makeup in town. New makeup in town. New shoe in town. Seek. Sister, come and see these pictures. Come and see. Wow. I didn't say don't do that. I didn't say don't do that. But it says talk what? Much. Much. And some of you after church is over. Everything is worldly. See, that's why I'm telling you I'm a pastor. I'm not a DJ. So don't expect. Uh, <laughs> I'm your pastor, so I have to tell you, because I love you. Are you seeing that? I love you. 
Can't you see love in my eyes? <laughs> Talk much about the Lord. How did you do your devotion? Tell me what you did on Monday. So Monday, I was studying about uh, loving and honoring God. Tell me what you learned. Oh, it, it was said, uh, this is the scripture I took. And this is what the scripture said. He said, well, the person listened, he said, wow, I'm blessed. I'm empowered. I'm empowered. There are some of you after conversation, you are embittered. Yeah. When you talk much about the Lord, you are empowered. And we close church, business, 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 business. <laughs> talk much about the Lord. I'm happy talking about this today. Thank you, Jesus, for grace. Because no weapon formed against me from you shall prosper. <laughs> I know somebody is planning that. I'll buy an, a, a, a new SIM card. I'll send him a bad message and I'll throw the SIM card. I may try a bar. I'll double it the next Sunday. <laughs> Look, he says, talk with each other much about the Lord. Look, quoting psalms and hymns and singing sacred songs. That means when I see Prophet Emma, Ah, Romans 10 9. I start quoting. I see Prophet, uh, Prophet Felix. Maratoko, Brana, Nano, Shata, Kobalata. Then Prophet Felix will watch me. Rano, Tafivi, Daland, Wahaka. Say the Lord. Please, don't do that. <laughs> if you do that, you have no friend in church. So. <laughs> That's too far, okay. Let's stay at much about the Lord. <laughs> All right. Look, he says, quoting psalms and hymns and singing sacred songs. This one says, singing what? Spiritual songs. Wow. What songs? Making music in your heart to the Lord. What songs again? Sacred songs. Songs that remind you about the love of God. If we are to go around to check the phones of some of you right now, worldly music is 98%. Godly music is 2%. There's a problem. And uh, the most greatest evil that could happen to a chorister is a chorister who has more worldly music than gospel music on his phone yeah i know you're not like that i'm talking to the people who are watching like <laughs> because when you're talking about someone the person is defending himself like that you know where the person is going <laughs> my eyes are on the lord <laughs> in town you hear the song no shatter that's why your life is shattered <laughs> you hear the song no sack that's why you were sacked you hear the song no pop skinny that's why you're skinny <laughs> and you hear the song no deep black that's why you are black 
teaching good here, man. You know all the celebrities and all the upcoming ones and the underground ones. You know all of them. You hear? Oh, Introduction, you can tell us. It's serious. You hear gospel music. He said, Sonia Bedru. Sonia Bedru. Sonia Bedru. And Nathaniel Bassi. Nathaniel Biscuit. You don't know anything about gospel. You can sing, rap. See, do you know what shocks me? A believer who can rap everything in a worldly music. You know that Sarkodie can rap very fast. He can rap. You see a Christian. I say, hey, how did you do this without reading your Bible? How do you do this? He can rap from end to finish, back to back. Midnight, you are going to sleep, you put it inside. Look, can you have a good dream? Some of you come to us bad dreams. It's because of the song you have been listening. 11 p.m. You're going to sleep. Oh, da, 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 me, uh, how? 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 What, what is that? What is that? You can't do that. Worldly music. Plenty. See, when you go home, delete them and install better songs. Songs that when you are praying. I went to a church. There was a popular worldly song that had come. One of the choristers, it was the ringing tone. And when she forgot to put it on silent, the song started playing. Unfortunately, it was a China phone. China phone, your baby, yeah, Betty. And she started walking out, walking out. And everybody said, <laughs> And See, I didn't say that. When you hear a worldly song, don't listen. I didn't say that. Because there are some love songs that are very powerful. Because <laughs> when you're in the room with your wife, you can't be singing Baba. <laughs> that one. We are in your presence. You are not in God's presence, please. Let it rain. Which rain? Which rain? Are we raining babies or you are raining? Which rain? So I'm not talking about that. You know, there are some, there are some um, secular songs that are, you know. But, you know, when you become so secular, it affects your Christian work. I'm teaching good though. Hmm. He says sacred songs. Hymns. You don't learn hymns. But you learn other songs. Haven't you realized it's more easy to learn worldly songs than Christian songs? You know why it's easy? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be. That's why it's easy. Yeah, I'm telling you. Tell someone a line. I'm teaching good. Say a line, man. So it's a party spirit. Now, look at... Um, First Peter chapter 1, the verse 4 in NLT. First Peter 4 1, sorry. First Peter 4 1. Look, he says, 
And we have, so then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourself with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. Next verse. He says, so, he says, you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. Next verse. He says, you have had enough in the past of evil things. You have had enough. That godless people enjoy their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness, their wild parties, that's revealing, and their terrible worship of idols. Look at message translation. He says, since Jesus went through everything you are going through and more, learn to think like him. Think of your sufferings as winning from that old sinful habit of always expecting to get your own way. Next verse. He says, then you'll be able to live out your days free to pursue what God wants instead of being tyrannized by what you want. Next verse. He says, you have already put in your time in that God-ignorant way of life. Partying night after night. A drunken and profligate life. Now it's time to be done with it for good. Next verse. He says, of course, your old friends don't understand why you don't join in the old gang anymore. But you don't have to give an account to them. Someone says, if I redraw myself, they'll say I've become some way. Let them say you have become some way. It's a sign that you are maturing. Yeah, some of you, your end result has been with the friends you have been working with. We are dealing with party spirit. It's a work of the flesh. I was shocked and I was studying it. And we don't understand why many Christians are not growing spiritually. Because of where they enjoy themselves. Environments they create for themselves. I'm teaching good here. We don't live for ourselves anymore. Revealings, like I said, are wild parties. They are believers who will be in any party available. Any drink up, they are there. The ones you have not been invited, you still go. You go for wild parties of the friends of your friends. Which you are not part of. Tell him I'm invited. It's a party spirit. I'm teaching good here. You see, it's the word. So I teach it with confidence. When I'm telling you that you are the righteousness of God, I say it with confidence, right? When I'm also telling you how to live as a believer, I should say it with confidence. Without fear or favor. I say it with confidence because it's in God's word. And I told you, I'm not, I, I decided never to be a grace preacher, if there is a name like that, or a gospel preacher who watered down the word of God to support my image. Never. I'm teaching good here. My brother has been in the banking sector for some number of years. And he told me some things some bankers are now doing. And I'm shocked. People who were from nowhere, and God lifted them. Now they are bank managers or branch managers. The kind of things they are doing. 
He was telling me that every Friday, they have groups of bankers. They meet bank. It's like a bankers association. There are clubs, nightclubs. They visit every night. They, when they go, they use something to cover their cars so they don't see their number plate. And when you enter that place, they give you a mask so they don't see your face. And they bring them girls, bankers. Every Friday, not, not once in a month, every Friday. And they'll give excuse to their wives at home that they are balancing accounts. Meanwhile, they are balancing an 18-year-old girl. <laughs> they are doing reconciliation. Meanwhile, they have reconciled to someone who, who is not their wife. And such unfairness. They go for pleasure, entertainment, and they come sit in church. Their wives are struggling in the house. They never buy them a gift. Yet they take money to nightclub and they spray it on women. Baby, tell me what you want and I will do it. They do what the lady wants and don't do what their wife wants and even what God wants. The, the, men, the ladies ask for money. They'll give any money. They come to church. They say the church is taking too much money. When it was telling me, my heart was broken. I said, what? In Ghana here? Every Friday, it's a drinker party. They bring, uh, 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 what, what? Strippers. Bankers. This is real. Some of them are church elders. Some of them hold prominent positions in church. And they are there. Every Friday. And how does this bring glory to God? And a small girl will be controlling them. Kneel down. And they'll kneel down. They come to church. They won't kneel down to worship God. <laughs> a, a small girl will be using a cocoon in Intakra. No, he's sticking in there. Hey, 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 hey. They'll never leave their hands in church. <laughs> oh, stop, stop. Lift up your hands in church. I'm telling you what is happening. By, by the time it's Sunday, they spent all their energy on pleasure. So Sunday, they come to church and sleep. They come to church and say, Pastor is preaching for long. And this is going on in the name of our Lord. In the name of who? Our Lord. And now it looks like conscience doesn't matter again. Conscience doesn't matter. How? How do people do this? There are homecoming parties for secondary schools. And married men will leave their wives, go for homecoming of a mixed school, and they'll stay in dormitories, and ladies who were formerly their schoolmates will come and they'll be having a good time. Homecoming. 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 If that homecoming is to pray, I will go. If that homecoming is to chill, you better insult me because I'm not coming. Homecoming that, that stirs up immorality. And people who are married reconcile with their former girlfriends. Homecoming party. It's a party spirit. It's called revelings. It's a party spirit. You know, we find believers. See, they will do anything to get a ticket for a celebrity wedding. 
It will be their greatest prayer request. I had a ticket to go to Stoneboy's wedding. Meanwhile, church is free. Worship is free. Listening to the word is free. Yet it's not your joy. Hey. You know, we are living in a time where people are more pleasured with worldly things than God. And God is calling out the hearts of men to burn once again for Jesus. To burn once again for Jesus. To burn once again for Jesus. It's a party spirit. See, don't, don't learn to be in party environments. When I say party environments, I'm talking of wild parties because that's what the Bible teaches. Wild parties is what the Bible teaches against. Parties that involve so much alcohol. When people are being boosted, ladies are dancing anyhow, exposing parts of their bodies, and people are in that, that environment, they are happy dancing, and they won't dance in church. They come to church, we are having praise, and they are just like that. See, are you serving the Lord? Are we serving the Lord? Are we serving the Lord? I need to ask this three times. Are we really serving Jesus? Because I don't think we serve Jesus again. I don't think we serve Jesus. Because every man is going his own way. I said, I'm not under any authority. Nobody can tell me what I can do to my life. Jesus can. Because he saved you. I'm teaching good here. There was a time um, DJ Vegas was telling me he went for an event. There was an obscene times there. He, he decided to redraw himself. When there's a good environment, he comes back. And guess what? When he realized the temptation would be high, he goes with the wife. Because that's his job. He can't say, how many uh, uh, gospel artists will invite him to come and DJ? So he's all around. But he has principles. So you're a man of principle. I never say you never go to a party. What I'm saying is that never get involved in wild parties. Don't even keep long in an environment that sets up immorality. Never. Don't find joy in being in every party. Girls, girls, click. Monthly parties. And all kinds of things are done. All kinds of dancing moves are done. Giving you fans. Go, girl. Go, girl. Go, girl. You can make it. Oh, it's serious. See, when we understand consecration, even amongst church workers, when we understand this, before a church worker prepares to come and serve in church, Saturday evening is a moment of consecration. I'm going to teach you on that very soon. It's biblical. See, if you are living for the world, then go to the world. You cannot be in the world and be with God. I'm teaching good here. If you are in God, you need to separate yourself. Am I teaching good here? We need to separate ourselves. There are some friends who are the ones misleading you. You need to cut off yourself from them. Because having to realize that you were, you were a very good person. 
all of a sudden, you entered into certain associations and your life is just changing. Now you don't respect pastors again. Now you don't respect other believers again. Haven't you realized that? Now when you mention church, you mention prayer, you are quiet on it. You don't want to talk about it again. When spirituality becomes a burden, you are going off course. When spirituality becomes a burden to you, you are going off course. When spirituality becomes a burden to you, you are going off course. It's a party spirit. Tell someone, cut off certain things. If you want to please the Lord. See, don't wait till you are 45 years, 50 years, and say, I'm coming to serve the Lord. It's too late. Though it's not too late. Don't wait till you are 55. Before you say, I want to get serious with God. Because some things are not working in my life. And most of the time, we, we treat God. See, it, it, unfortunately, Jesus is an unloved lover. He's an unloved lover. And just Maybe people just profess, I love you, Lord. They just sing, I love you, Lord, but they don't love him. Because love is sacrifice. For you to love someone, it takes pain. Are you following me here? You know, many people want to use God. God does not want to be used. He wants a relationship. And every relationship involves sacrifice. When I was single, that was a way I lived my life. When I got married, things changed. I can't go out without telling my wife. That's the sacrifice in relationship. I can't take a decision without discussing with her. That is, we call it things we do for love. Yeah, there are things we do for love. You may not love gifts, but in a relationship, there are things you do for love. You must learn to buy gifts. Yesterday, I was so stressed because I've been in waiting. And I returned yesterday. I was so stressed. But my wife asked me to go and drop her at the mom's place. I, I, I was going to say, uh, baby, I bought Uber. If I said I bought Uber, he says no. I said, okay. What happened? I went to drop her. This is sacrifice. So in every relationship, you lose something to gain something. But many Christians who are in a relationship with Jesus only want to gain. Imagine you are going out with a lady who only calls you when she needs something. Baby, you know you're the most handsome man on this earth. He said, Baby, I miss you so much. You are the lover of my soul. Oh, I miss you. Baby, can you send me 100 Ghana CDs? He says, them. You will hear from me one month. Hello, baby boy. You are the most lovely boy I've ever seen in my life. I can't do without you. Baby, I need her. He's sensing. Is that a relationship? The boy is being used. And many Christians are just like that. In their relationship with God. Three days to their interview. Lord, you are the king of kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You have conquered for me. You divided the Red Sea. Close it. Close it. Close it. 
Lord, you are the greatest person I've ever seen. God, you are the mighty among the mightiest. The greater amongst the greatest. Interview. They are using God. They never pray until there's an issue. And, and, and you, 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 know, you know what happens? When, when things don't go well, they say, God has failed me. You failed him. You failed him. There is a price to pay for every relationship with God. Every human relationship has a price tag. Every relationship with God has a price tag. Sometimes you feel sleepy, but you must pray. Sometimes you, you don't feel like talking to your wife. You are tired, but she wants to talk. You must talk. Wash your face and talk. Sometimes there is no money at home. As the man, you find money. Those days when you were single, you can fast. You can't say I'm fasting. So all of you, children, wife, you are also fasting. You provide for the house. Even you see, it, There is sacrifice in every relation. That's what I'm trying to say. There's a price tag. You can't be in a relationship when you only come for things and you don't relate. It's the same. You know, there are men who come to their wives and start praising them only when it's time for sex. So their wives can discern. Baby, you know you're, li- you're, you're nice. Wow, when I see your thighs, heaven's beauty governs my life. <laughs> Baby, your eyes are like pure doves. Your feet are like shea butter. It is sex. Finish and go. And some wives are fed up because they know. They say, when you are with her normally, call her by English name. When it's time for sex, honey, so she knows. Only for intimacy. Then, uh, uh, and there are some women also, they give sex when they want something. So after the sex, baby, buy me a car. <laughs> so intimacy is used for things. When it's only time for intimacy, then you come. There are some people who pray three hours because <laughs> it is four days to start their new business. So they use God for things. No intimacy. They don't pray. They don't spend time speaking to God. They speak about things to God. How can you love the gift more than the giver? How? See, we are living in a world where things are falling apart. Anywhere you turn your eyes, the pleasures of this world are speaking loudly. And you need to come to a place and a decision. See, it takes discipline to serve God in these last days. Because there are more than 50 TV stations right now. There are more than 100 social media apps right now to take your time away from the Lord. And you need to make a decision. I told myself, when I wake up in the morning until I've prayed, I can't go to Facebook. It was difficult initially, but I had to do it. Because I realized something was robbing me. Something was robbing me. How do you go to work, wake up at dawn? You go to work, come back and sleep without spending time with your groom. I have to train myself on campus that even if I have an exams, I'll do my devotion. 
Because it is not the 10 hours study that will make you pass the exam. Before exam came, I had a relationship. Before my wife came, I had a relationship. So nothing takes my relationship, even though I'm married. Loving the Lord is a sacrifice. You pay the price for it. Sometimes you decide to fast not because you want God to do something for you. You fast because you want to kill every distraction around so that your focus can be on the Lord. Haven't you realized that when you fall in love, even though the person is not around, you still think about the person from a distance? When you are in love with Jesus, even in the office, though you are working faithfully, you think about him. You, feel, you, you begin to feel concerned because you have not prayed, because you want to have a chat with baby. You want to have a chat with baby. Tell someone, love the Lord. Love the Lord. Love the Lord. Where you decide that 30 minutes every day, not even an angel can steal that time I've made for the Lord. It's a consecration. Anytime you make for God becomes a consecrated time. And God blesses it and makes that consecrated time holy. So if you decide to pray from 4.30 to 5 every single day, it becomes a consecrated moment. And many don't know this. When you decide to study for 15 minutes, that time becomes a consecrated moment. And God blesses that time. He uses that time to mature you. You can't be busier than the Lord. If you are too busy to pray, to study the word, to spend time fasting, whatever keeps you busy is completely worthless. You know why? Because they have no eternal value. All the things you are working for today, which has no God in it. When you leave this world through death and get to heaven, you will never take any of them to heaven. Your car, your shoes, your clothes, your makeup, your houses, you will take nothing with you. The only thing you take to heaven is your spirituality, your service, the work for the Lord. How many souls did you say they are with you? Heaven means business. Heaven means business. You have become so lukewarm. Today we have relaxed Christianity. Everybody's relaxed. Everybody's relaxed. They sit in a trotro with somebody they know is an unbeliever. And they are playing music with headphones in their ears. Without saying Jesus loves you. Because everybody is comfortable. You have people coming to you for money, for transportation every day from you. You give it to them without asking the money back. Don't you know it's an opportunity to invite them to church? When you invite them to church because you give them money every time. They will not say no. We use every opportunity to serve the Lord. Jesus is an unloved lover. He loves, and no one loves him. Because everybody is about his own business. Everybody is about his own pleasure. Serve the Lord. Lift your hands and bless him. Begin to love him. in an atmosphere of sacredness 
you want to say Jesus I'm sorry not because you are begging for forgiveness but you are sorry you made no time for him you are sorry that everything else mattered apart from him and many of you you think just because you read the Bible it means you know him it's beyond that we read the Bible for us to engage with him based on the revelation we see in the scriptures so if you are studying a verse like seek ye first the kingdom it's not just the Bible reading the purpose of that word is to remain in your heart and reflect in your action when you begin to seek God over other things there are many of you who just have a knowledge of God you just know about grace but you don't know the pressing of grace you know about Jesus but you don't know this Jesus you can quote every New Testament grace scripture but inside you you know you are, you are becoming empty you know you are dried up on your inside this is an opportunity for you it is not a call unto salvation it's a call unto consecration it's a call to give your heart to Jesus and say Lord have my heart too many things have taken time too many things have taken attention and Lord Jesus I'm not happy you must be broken you must be unhappy that for two weeks you have not touched your Bible for three weeks you have not prayed you should be spiritually embarrassed and say Lord I don't know what is happening to me I don't know my daughter is taking my time my son is taking my time Lord help me my friends are taking my time my phone is taking my time my work is taking my time and I'm not happy Lord cry unto him cry cry how come we didn't love him how come we didn't love him how come all the things he gave to us we didn't give it back to him how come how come this Jesus is an unloved lover the lover who is not loved by his lovers how come begin to cry to Jesus and say Lord I'm sorry I'm sorry my phone has finally become an idol social media has finally become an idol and when I wake up in the morning they consume me I don't think of you anymore tell Jesus how sorry you are how you abandoned him because the pressure is just too much the desire to make money has become too much And you think God understands. Yes, he understands. That is why he doesn't force himself on you. Jesus is a lover that doesn't force himself. He doesn't force himself on you. That is why you keep living your life that normal way. And, and Jesus is saying nothing. It seems like he's saying nothing. But he's saying something. He desires for you. He hungers for you. And this will shock you. Jesus does not want your offering. He wants you. He, want, he does not want your tithe. He wants you. 
He does not want your gifts. He wants you. He wants you to be the sacrifice on the altar and nothing else. He wants you to be the sacrifice on the altar. My pleasures. Lord, Lord, too many idols surrounding me. Too many idols surrounding me. Look to no man now. Look to him now and tell him how sorry you are. songs we sing that we don't really mean so many songs we sing that we don't mean his word says you honor me with your lips but your hearts are far away from me you honor me with your lips but your hearts are far from me I want him I want you Lord I want you Lord I want you, Lord. So help me. Yeah. I want you, Lord. I want you, Lord. I want you, Lord. So help me. And I want you, Lord. And I want you, Lord. I want you, Lord. Help me, Lord. And I want you, Lord. And I want you, Lord. And I want you, Lord. I want you, Lord. And I want you, Lord. And I want you, Lord. I want you, Lord, and I want you, Lord, and I want you, Lord, I want you, Lord, and I want you, Lord, I want you, Lord, have me, Lord, take me, Lord. Have me, Lord. Take me, Lord. I want you, 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 Lord. Come on, talk to him. I want you, Lord. 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 I want you. Some of you, it's your work. Some of you, it's even your marriage. That is taking your time away from the Lord. 
so many idols all over. Talk to Jesus. Talk to him. I'll make room for two. You and I, Jesus. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. I'll make room for two. It's you and I, Jesus. For you are all that matters. For you are all that matters. I'll make room for two. It's you and I, Jesus. For you are all that matters. For you are all that matters. I'll make room for two. It's you and I, Jesus, for you are all that matters, for you are all that matters. I'll make room for two, it's you and I, Jesus, you are all that matters, you are all that matters. Oh, You are all that matters. Away, away. You are all that matters. Just close your eyes. Away, away. You are all that matters. Away, away. You are all that matters. Away. I'll put you in front, in front of my melodies. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. I'll make room for two. Come on, pray. It's you and I, Jesus. Yeah. You are all that matters. Hey. <laughs> I said I'll put you in front. Begin to put him in front. In front of my melody. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. I'll put you in front. Come on, pray. In front of my marriage. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. I'll put you in front, in front of my business. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. I'll put you in front, in front of my children. And you are all that matters. You are all that matters. 
I said I'll put you in front hey. in front of all of my friends you, you are all that matters you are all that matters oh, hey, oh. you are all that matters oh, hey, oh. look at the times you have wasted Oh, way, oh, way, oh, way. You are all that matters. Oh, way, oh, way, oh, way. You are all that matters. Oh, way, oh, way. You are all that matters. Oh, way. You are all that matters. I know that job is stressful. I know. But nothing takes the place of God. It must be established in your heart. It must be printed upon your heart that nothing takes the place of Jesus. Because none of these things redeemed you. None of these things saved you. None of these things delivered you. None of these things in fact, all other things is a risk. Your job is a risk because you can have an accident on the way. Yet you trust your job more than Jesus. Your children are a risk because you can lose them. Your business is a risk. Your family is a risk because you can lose them. The only one you cannot lose is Jesus because he's eternal in your heart. It's eternal in your heart. How come? How come? How come? How come? How come? I'll make room for two. It's you and I, Jesus. You are all that matters. You are all. Yeah, I know. By the time you come back from work, you are tired. But it's better to read your Bible and sleep. It's better to pray and doze. It's better to pray and sleep off in prayer. Then Jesus knows you are making an effort. You are making time. Business is demanding. But Jesus' demand is higher. Family is demanding. But the demand of Jesus is higher. I know it's stressful but it's still no excuse I know, I know but it's still no excuse I know you are having troubles but it's still no excuse I know you are looking for a job but that sorrow is no excuse I know you are a student I know you are pursuing higher but it's still no excuse I know your job closes late, but it's still not an excuse. No, no, he's all that matters. You are all that matters. Just cry to the Lord. Say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Allow the Spirit of God to break you. Allow the spirit to break you down. 
Allow the spirit to break you. I know you want to cry. Let it come out. Don't be a man in such matters. Don't be a man in such matters. Allow it. Broken before Jesus. Broken before Jesus. Broken before Jesus. There's some of you, you've just been watching videos and audios of ministers, but you have not read your Bible yourself. There's some of you, you, you only pray in prayer meetings, but you have never prayed for yourself. He wants a personal something. He enjoys the corporate prayer, but he wants your corporate, he wants your personal prayers. Because he wants to say some things personal. There are some things that are better said in private. There are some things better said in private. He wants you privately. He wants you. He's jealous. He's jealous of your phone. He's jealous of your phone. He's jealous of your husband. He's jealous of your wife. He's jealous of your family. Take him to. I'll put you in front. Come on, speak to Jesus. In front of my melody. And you were all that matters. You were all that matters. Say, Lord, help me. I'll make you from two. It's you, Lord Jesus. You were all that You were all, you were all, you were all. Ah, come on. Talk to Jesus. You were all that matters. Oh, way, You were all that matters. Always. Talk to Jesus. Oh, You were all Come on. Come on. Come on. Just talk to him. Come on, talk to him. Take 
Holy fire burn upon my heart. Holy fire burn upon my heart. From within me, spirit, you take over. Holy fire burn upon my altar. Holy fire, holy fire, holy fire burn upon my heart, and holy fire, holy fire, and holy fire burn upon Holy fire, holy fire, holy fire, holy fire, burn upon my heart, holy fire. Holy fire, holy fire, holy fire, come on, holy fire, holy fire. Fire! Oh. 
Holy fire. Holy fire. Holy fire. Burn upon my own. Let our prayer life be restored. Holy fire. That holy fire will revive your prayer life. Holy fire. You were able to pray for one hour. All of a sudden, you can't even pray for 10 minutes. And something went wrong. Talk to Jesus. And begin to pray. Cry to Jesus. I want that prayer life back. I want that fire back. Come on. Holy fire. Study the word. Holy fire. Holy fire. Burn upon my altar. The altar of my study. The altar of my prayer. The altar of my practical holy life. Holy fire. Be broken before Jesus. Holy fire. Burn upon my altar. The kind of life. The kind of life you wanted to live. You realize that all of a sudden you are not living that life again. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, some lust from nowhere just took over. You began to do things that you didn't understand. All of a sudden, the thoughts you never wanted to think about, all of a sudden you started thinking about them. You started thinking about it. You started thinking about it. You didn't want to do it, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you just began to do it. And you want to stop it today. You want to stop it today. That holy fire is consuming it today. And you'll be broken to Jesus. Let him know, Jesus, I don't like it anymore. That lukewarmness, that secret sin, I know myself. I know I'm forgiven. I know I'm eternally saved. But I don't want to live like this. It is destroying my walk on earth. It is destroying my testimony. It is destroying my spiritual life. I don't like it. I don't like it, Lord. Let that holy fire, that extreme anger, it is destroying my relationship with people. I don't like it anymore, Jesus. That quick temperedness, I hate it. That lust, that masturbation, I hate it. Lord, let the holy fire. Holy fire. Holy fire. Holy fire burn up on my altar. All of a sudden, some months ago, some years ago, when you haven't prayed, it's as if it's as if there is something wrong with you. When you haven't prayed, it's as if you are sick. But all of a sudden, you can just eat morning, eat afternoon, eat evening, and go to bed and wake up. You don't feel it again. 
now you don't feel that uneasiness again that discomfort you no longer feel it again all of a sudden you could read your bible before you realize you have read your bible for two hours anytime you are talking you say those days those days what about now make that decision now take that decision now you have an opportunity there is a fire in you right now huh? on the outside your friends are smiling and you are smiling but on the inside you know you know that you are not smiling you know you know you are not smiling burn upon my altar that altar is your heart that strange behavior that is not even three months old that strange behavior that is five years old that strange behavior you are embarrassed to talk about it in public Jesus says yes you are leaving it today because I am your help in time of trouble it has stolen your joy it robbed your joy you know you are not without condemnation but you are uncomfortable you know there is no condemnation to you in Christ Jesus but you are sad yes it's called godly sorrow God used it he used it to bring you back he used it to bring you back home it's called godly sorrow God placed that sorrow within you to bring you back to himself. To restore that confidence. You are dropping that habit today. You are dropping that addiction because Jesus is your power. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Yes. 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 I don't care how many years it is. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You, you, all of a sudden, you just have mood swings. Mood swings. You don't know what happens. Anybody that comes around you, you are angry. It's a secret battle. Cry to Jesus. It is destroying your relationships. Cry to Jesus. Holy fire. Cry. Holy fire. Holy fire burn upon you know you are married but all of a sudden for some strange reason your desire for other women is just growing your desire for sex is just growing and it looks like it looks like it's too late now you have said to yourself I'm going to give up I'm going to give up and give in to that woman I'm going to give up and give in to that man Jesus says you are not giving in you are not giving in call on to him now you decided that no 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 I need that money I have to sleep with that man Jesus says no I will provide for you I will provide for you holy fire that fire is consuming it right now that heaviness you are being healed in your heart it's burning it's burning in my heart Holy fire is burning in my womb. Holy fire.
something is happening to you you can't explain it you can't share it with anybody because you feel when somebody hears about it that will be the end of your life Jesus must hear about it today Jesus must hear about it today talk to him are you embarrassed about Jesus talk to him tell him about that habit today say Lord I'm dropping it now I'm dropping it there are some of you it's uncontrolled eating habit it's just about food you have some craving hunger for food it has destroyed your spiritual life you can't wake up at dawn again to pray you were on fire but that fire is burning now on your altar it's burning on your altar you were so faithful with your bible study not even your parents could have stopped you not even your husband or your wife could have stopped you not even the pressure and the pressure of this world could stop you but all of a sudden because there is no money you have given it you have given it up why holy fire burn upon my altar you are going back home to call that man you are telling me it's not happening you are going to tell that woman it's not happening you are going to call that business partner you are going to call that your boss it is over it's not happening all those things that put you in addiction you are saying bye-bye you are throwing them away right now and some of you it's in your heart throw them away right now because Jesus powered you Jesus powered you fire holy fire burn upon my altar and holy fire holy fire Holy fire. 
never pray. This prayer is changing your course. This prayer is changing your direction. And it's Jesus only. No excess baggage. The baggage that makes your Christian life heavy. You are leaving it here at the altar. You are giving it back to Jesus. That sin you took, that seems like it is creeping back into my life. Jesus, you took that sin. I can no more be addicted to it again. Holy fire burn upon my altar. Holy fire. Holy, 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 holy. Holy fire. Burn upon my altar. Holy fire. Holy fire. Holy fire. Holy fire burn upon my altar. Jesus, you take the glory. Precious spirit. You are the fire in me. I am beginning to lose pleasure. I'm beginning to lose pleasure in that thing. Yeah, yeah. It's happening. Jesus is working. He's working in your heart. He's working in your heart. Yes, he has become talking to you. He's talking to you. Yes, he's the one talking. He's the one saying no. He's the one saying you have been empowered. He's the one telling you you are more than a conqueror. He's the one telling you you have overcome that sin. You have overcome. You have overcome. You have overcome that idol. Idol. The idol. 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 And holy fire. Holy fire. Holy fire burn upon my altar. And holy fire burn upon my altar. Holy fire burn upon my altar. And 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 only fire burn upon my altar. And holy fire burn upon my altar. And holy fire burn upon my altar. And holy fire burn upon my altar. From India, holy fire burn upon my altar. You've drawn me nearer, holy fire burn upon my altar. Lemon in Asia, Lele Susa, Lela Kukuku, Maluku Kalasa, and holy fire burn 
burn my old day. Hey! And only fire burn upon my altar. There is a cleansing. There is a refreshment. There is an empowerment. Ah, Holy fire burn burn my altar. Burn, 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 Holy fire burn upon my Burn, 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 burn in me, oh Lord, oh Lord. And burn, 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 Holy fire, burn upon my heart. Revival in my heart. Holy fire, burn upon my heart. Burn, 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 And man, 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 I want to do your will alone, oh God. Holy fire burn upon my altar. It's only you I give all my time. Holy fire burn my altar. It's only you I give my heart. Holy fire burn upon my altar. It's only you I give my heart. Holy fire burn upon my altar. It's only you I give my mind to you, Lord. Holy fire burn upon my altar. It's only you I give my body to you. Holy fire burn upon my altar. It's only you I give my heart to you. Holy fire burn. As the deer pants for the waters, I pant for you. Hungry, hungry for you, Jesus. And I'm hungry for more of you, Jesus. I leave everything and I chase after you, Lord. Only you, Jesus, you are my pursuit. I'm chasing after you, Allah. Yeah. Le babana na sinema la ne negocia no dia palaye. 
of your heart as your hands are lifted you are telling Jesus a new fire is burning including me a yearning for him alone It's all about you, Jesus. You can do this for the next three minutes. I said, my heart, my heart is yours, Jesus. My heart is yours, Jesus. My mind is yours, Jesus. My will is yours, Jesus. My way is yours, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. I am for you, Jesus, oh Jesus, yeah, 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 yeah. You are my heart, you are my mind, you are my soul, yeah. You have my heart, Jesus, take it all. You have my worship, Jesus, oh God. Cinema, my nomelet, and she My heart is broken for you, Jesus. My heart is given unto you, Jesus. 
I'm sorry, Lord, of all the things I made, yeah.
Kalandandi de bebe libe gobre giga badi da banona non sikeleka 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 buana manena non sinama kena mambro bembendim bambangondenden sunwa makwazwa kada kokoka Sevla na kana mini kagwa manene kukuzwa mamaneni kalu Eza kwa baba kana mazwa mama kikede kideke braka na gozwa kaba Ema nangunza ndinda ngumba mbambra manani ganga Mamba mbambe I give my heart to you, Lord. As you rise up on your feet and lift up your hands to the King of Glory, just begin to bless Him. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands and just adore Him. Just lift your hands and just close your eyes. 
Lift your hands, everybody. Oh, he can see it. Let's worship the Lord. Oh, he can see it. Yeshira, Oh, 
Celebrate the Lord. Come on, celebrate the Lord. Is that how to celebrate the Lord? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 